All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. We're doing part two today. Part two. Part two. No. <laughs> I don't even want that edited out. Keep that in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not going to say what I wanted to say right there. So uh, we're back. We're back in the studio, guys. I love it. I love it down here at uh, War Plan. We're in yep. Dallas, Texas. Uh, again, if you're not on YouTube, I would suggest you check it out. Yeah. Pretty cool. Check out the set. And uh, yeah, you could see. We're going to be doing some live events here in this set, actually, in the near future as well. So stay tuned or just go to joinkingscouncil.com. Right. And you can learn more about those different events we've got coming up here for Kingdom Entrepreneurs. And some, uh, yeah, we got some good, exciting things. We yeah. mentioned on this one, but good, exciting things. But we're part two here. Yep. As you guys can see, we got Christian and I again um, doing more and more of these. Like we're just diving into the word. And how it relates specifically just like to today. What are we doing in today's society as kingdom entrepreneurs? Uh, we can we can go through the motions of life, but uh, let's go back to the Bible. Let's go back to the operating manual that's been given to us once and for all. Mm -hmm. And uh, and let's just do life out of it, right? Yeah. And so we talked last week about contending for the faith. And I, before we get into this, I just have to, I looked this up because I was like struggling of where I found this or was talking about uh, a message that my pastor up in Minnesota had actually talked about, and it was specifically, it's Matthew chapter 18. If some of you were just like wondering last week, I'm sure you guys were. Uh, Matthew chapter 18 was talking about if your brother sins against you, like really, how do you handle that? And I think I'm pretty sure probably all of us have experienced this with a buddy or a, a coworker or a business partner or something like that. If they sin against you, first off, like it doesn't have to be like they, you know, cheated on with you with on the with your wife or something like that. It's not like that. It's just like if they're if they're doing something that is like harming you, right? Mm -hmm. Like how do you handle that? And there's very specific uh, instructions there, starting in, in uh, verse 15 again, Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. If your brother sins against you, go tell him his fault between you and him alone. Don't be broadcasting that everywhere. Yep. Go to them. Right, and that can be those. Those can be the hardest conversations. But if yeah. they're a true brother in Christ, hopefully they're going to receive them. But as we talked about last week too, just pride and ego mm -hmm. get in the way, and this is where the enemy, if he has even a foothold of that, this is where feelings get hurt, and yeah. it becomes about them and not about the ultimate purpose of maybe even why you were partners in the first place if you were business partners, I'm just using that as an example, but go to them first. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you. It's like, all right, I'm going to come along with other yep. others that are uh, beloved, right? That are within the body of Christ. If that's not the case, if he's still like, nah, deuces, get out of here, um, uh, then tell it to the church, right? And if that's, if he's still not hearing it, if he's like, I'd, I'm not doing anything wrong, it says to treat him as the Gentile in tax collector, which basically means deuces. Deuces. Oh, deuces. Well, that's what I say. Part deuce. Toe. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, which I've had those experiences, and I, I know we both have, man, where it's yeah. like, listen, uh, we've tried. It, it, we just can't be bros anymore. Yeah. Right? It's just we can't continue along within this mm -hmm. because we're not equally yoked in this um, with where convictions lie. And uh, I just wanted to get that out there. That was Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 20 or so. Yeah, 20. Yeah, so. have to be careful not to give the enemy a seat at your table. 
It's good. And even if that person isn't necessarily like the devil himself or working for the enemy, it could just be somebody that you have a disagreement with. Sometimes if you keep them in your life, you're, you're opening up the door to, mm-hmm. for the enemy to come in because you're frustrated. Um, you, you it may open up the door to anger and stuff like that, that you'll have to repent for. So sometimes yes. it's easier just to say deuces yep. and that's it. Go your separate ways and, you know, yeah. hold that person in the, the highest, um, you know, in the highest, uh, light that highest you can. Arm, arms length away. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be malicious. It's just like, Hey, yeah. we're not, we're not on the same, you know, they obviously, sure. obviously usually make it malicious, <laughs> but right. then that, Hey, then, uh, I think this will be even kind of fun to talk about too. It's like, okay, they're making it malicious. Are we just supposed to, maybe this is more like where we turn the other cheek as yeah. I mentioned last week. It's like, listen, I'm not going to deal with like, we're going to yeah. stay focused on mission, on the path yep. and contend for the faith. Right. It's good. Yeah. And also to contend for the faith, to kind of stand up to somebody who's if it's a personal attack against you that's not even really contending for the faith that's just somebody who's got a right. personal beef it probably is a spiritual thing oh, ultimately yeah. but the scripture tells us like we, we're going to be greatly rewarded for that for all the negative things that they say against you right right it's like they first did it to jesus they're darn well going to do it to you oh you're going to have lots of rewards there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait to collect the reward. Right. So, gosh. Right. That's good, man. But uh, we must. I, I have this written in my notes. I actually had, had written a devotional about this this passage of scripture. And j- just to go back, I'm, we we beat it to death in the last episode. Yeah. But Jude, um, verse 3, it's only one chapter. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith, which was once and for all delivered to the saints. So we must, for the sake of the gospel, take a stand against those who deny the authority of God's word. So even, you know, you mentioned last episode, Joel Osteen, and, you know, uh, we're always careful. We don't want to necessarily call people out, but... um, Sometimes you got to. Yeah. Uh, is he denying God's word by only kind of preaching half of God's word? You know, it just if somebody is always preaching grace and love, grace and love, but mm-hmm. not fear of the Lord, not repentance, uh, right. nothing about hell. Right. Well, is that a false teacher? I'd say, yeah. Yeah. If you're not teaching the whole counsel of God. So yeah, that there is a wrath of God that it's the fear of the Lord that he delights in. Right. Yeah. It's like if you're all just swimming along in grace. Yeah. Are you de- is is the Lord delighted with you? Right. Oh, I want to delight the crap out of him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, moving on, we uh, so and again for for the sake of the gospel, right? The the gospel Romans one sixteen. For I am unashamed of the gospel, for is the power of God to salvation. Right. Yep. So the, the gospel here, we must proclaim it as a redemptive truth to all mankind. So we have to uh, we can't deny its authority. We must proclaim it with, with boldness and authority. And we must never allow its message to be weakened by compromising its authority, mm. distorting its truth or explaining away its power and promises. A lot of times churches do that. They kind of explain away its power and promises. Right. You know, if you don't believe in the gifts of the spirit, it's like, I pretty much feel bad for you mm-hmm. because I, I'm not, you know, 
running laps in church, speaking in tongues, but at the same time, I believe in the gifts of the spirit. I walk in the absolutely the, the per, some particular gifts very heavily. Yeah, and I see others. I, I believe in prophetic words. You know, I, I believe in, and even that just made me think that the, jumping around just a little bit. But at the end of this verse, where it says, you know, um, the faith which is once and for all been delivered to the saints, man, that means that what's in this book right here. I have a Bible in front of me. Mm-hmm. In case you're just listening and not watching. Um, <laughs> This God delivered this. So all that is to be revealed to us in Scripture is here, mm-hmm. right? Can God still speak to us? 100%. 100%. Does he speak to us prophetically? Yes. I mean, even when we get a nudge in one direction or the other yep. when we pray, that's God speaking to us. Yep. If you don't believe that God speaks to you today, then why do you even pray? Right. Why do you even, like, seek wisdom from God? Right. Guess what? The book, the Bible says that if we desire wisdom, to ask God, and He's going to give it to us generously. Well, that would be God speaking to us, right? If He all of a sudden, if we weren't wise, and He gave us wise counsel or wise word somehow, some way, that's God speaking to us. But then you have, you know, guys like Muhammad who come along 500 years after Christ, and they get this revelation from God, and all of a sudden it's a whole new religion, right? Um, you had Joseph Smith, yeah, right, in the eighteen hundreds. You know, he he was visited by God the Father and Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and he was told that you know the entire church was getting getting it wrong, right. And we were talking about Jim Jones this morning, right, right. This is so crazy. Or that the Davidian, we're not far from Waco here, right. <laughs> yeah, um, they, um, what's his name, David. Uh, What's his name? Um, Koresh. Koresh, yes, David there we Koresh. go. Yes. Yeah, the Branch Davidians. You have a tattoo, don't you? <laughs> right. <laughs> right on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, even that being said, Netflix has a freaking new series out of how to be a cult leader. Mm. I haven't watched it yet. Ash is like borderline obsessed with it, I think, because she just loves stuff like that. But I'm like... Just the title. It's like, why are we teaching people this? Right. <laughs> right? right? Maybe to like expose them, but... I mean, there's so many, so much junk on Netflix anyways. Isaiah but. just sent me a clip on Instagram yesterday of um, Isaiah, my son, who's black, sent me a clip of, remember that fat comic Ralphie something? Ralphie May? Yeah. yeah. Isn't he dead? I think he died. R.I.P. Ralphie May. R.I.P. <laughs> uh, and I had never seen Jace, this. Did he, is he dead? We should know this. I don't know. Jason may be too young. Was it? Ralphie May? Jace knows Bad Bunny, but I don't know if he knows Ralphie May. The best thing about Ralphie Bay, I know you're in the middle of this. He but. died in 2017. 17? Six yeah. years ago? Bro, I, I got to tell you a story. This is hilarious. Okay. Well, he's got there's so many hilarious things about him. But So Ash and I in like 2014, I believe it was, uh, 2014 or 2015, we quick did a, like a weekend trip to Atlantis in the Bahamas, that mm-hmm. resort there. And I, I still swear to this day, there was Ralphie May sitting there and... I'm like sitting with Ash. I'm like, babe, this is Ralphie May, you know, like the big fat comic guy. And she's like, I don't really, I don't know what you're talking about. So I went up to him and I'm like, Ralphie May. He's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, really? Like the comic guy? Because there's not that many huge fat guys. No, with like a baby face. Yes. And speaking of the face, 
If you guys haven't pulled up this clip, this is so hilarious. He's he's telling this stand-up skit, and he's like, I lost 100 pounds. And I went up to my brother, my buddy, and I said, I lost 100 pounds. He goes, oh, yeah, I really see it in your face. And I was like, how fat was my face? <laughs> We gotta, we gotta take a second look at doing part twos here because I think uh, <laughs> we kind of go off track when we do a part two. Uh, but anyway, the Ralphie the May? clip of Ralphie May that I'm going to talk about now okay. <laughs> is he's talking about um, how it's only white people who declare themselves as Jesus, and but they can find a whole bunch of other white people who think that they're Jesus. Right? All these skulls. <laughs> police white people i was like hmm, uh, yeah that's funny so that's why you said my son who's black right right I was like what why is that relevant yeah racist yeah we make fun of each other for each <laughs> okay. other's colors okay. from time to time <laughs> so good yeah <laughs> oh, anyway man. uh yeah jude Jeff, uh yes. verse who's three. he was he was brown <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so uh, how did Jesus contend for the faith? When we think about yeah. it again, we talked about it last episode a lot. It's to um, to fight, mm -hmm. to battle, to agonize with intensity, like fight to the end for for what? For your faith, right? For the the truths of the gospel of Christianity. So to to fight for the truths, and it's like, okay, did Jesus contend? while he was here on earth. And I would say, yeah, there's a couple examples. One in Matthew 21 and Mark 11, the account of when he flipped the tables and ran the money changers out of the temple. Yep. I believe that's him contending for the faith right there, uh, displaying a, a righteous anger. In Matthew 12, when he called out the brood of vipers, mm. right? And I mean, Jesus, we were talking about this the other night as well. He, he I would love to hang out with him like when he was on earth just to see how sarcastic he was, <laughs> right? Because right? <laughs> he, he clearly was, and he was sharp with, with his words. Yeah. Um, all of Matthew 23, I think there's seven of them, seven times he says, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, right? So he's calling them out, and but this is Jesus. So he's clearly doing it, even though he was sharp with his tongue, this is Jesus who's still ultimately all loving, right? right. So he, he's not doing it, but what do you have to do to get somebody's attention, right? You, you got to be firm. You got to be stern, but still do it out of, out of love, um, have compassion without yes. compromising uh, what you're trying to correct. Um, that's good. And, and, that, and I think that's obviously what, you know, love is just acceptance love this is the world's view is like well if, if you love me you'll let me if you love me it's you have to accept everything that i say that's my truth you that's what we're told love is and one of the things i know we mentioned mark even last last week's episode mark driscoll he, he is a great saying like whatever um uh god creates satan counterfeits mm. right it's like whatever god creates satan counterfeits take the rainbow, right? Even take love, take everything. There is, it's, there's truth. And then there's like this in the shadows, mm -hmm. like there's this twistedness of yeah. what truth act, what, what the world tells us truth is. Yeah. Right. Well, you were even talking about 
um, those who perform miracles mm-hmm. and cast out demons yeah. in Jesus' name. Well, Satan, he's a great counterfeiter. He's mm-hmm. a great imitator. Yeah. So what better way to get people to not believe in Jesus than to have the, these false moments, yeah. you know, something that looks real, looks spiritual, but it's not. It's actually, well, it is spiritual. Right. It's just demonic. Speaking of Jim Jones, faking his death. Yeah, right. well, fake, yeah, yeah. It's kind of <laughs> how he got everybody hooked to believe he was just not common man. Is this thriving church that he had in the the Bay Area, and I saw clips of it on a documentary, and it was like the church was jamming. Was it like, like the real clips? Yeah, so it was in like seventies. Yeah, yeah. I think they were black and white, if I remember correctly. But the church was the people jamming. Or the videos, the both. <laughs> it was a very diverse church. It was like it was jamming, uh, like they were they were getting down in that church. Nice, nice, yeah. And then you know he staged his own like shooting and death ultimately, and then out they had fellowship after service, staged it all. He's got like ketchup they, stain on his shirt. Yeah, Don't all his like armor bears. They uh, brought him inside, and then they told everybody to go inside, and he came out with this shirt with the bullet holes in it, and yeah, no, so no bullet wounds. And this d- dude was the pastor of a church and then does that like right what the frick yeah and even in that was that guy evil from the beginning right. or did he actually love jesus but he just got to love fame and notoriety and publicity mm. even more so who yeah. knows yeah like judas There's, right what? right yeah i mean this is uh, this is where like did judas the judas ever have a shot Right, you know, or was he just he was, called to be that guy, you know? which would suck? Like right. you're born and you're like, well, I'm destined to do this, and I'm right. going to like, uh, dude, that's crazy to me. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I I can't imagine God just this. This is like Ash and I were talking about this the other day, and it's just like, okay, if God is Alpha and Omega, mm-hmm. beginning an end mm-hmm. right he he knows everything that has happened everything that's going to happen right yet we still have free will mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 like almost impossible for our brains to really comprehend it yeah he already knows the decisions that we're gonna make right therefore he, he knew it right but it was still it, could judas still have made the decision not to yeah and would there would have been somebody in place or was he predestined to do it Right. I don't, I go back to, and we were talking about this again. We spend a lot of time talking about Jesus. <laughs> we do. That's why I like hanging out with you. <laughs> right. right. But <laughs> just mentioned in Matthew 23, when Jesus has all these woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. Yep. Well, the last passage at the bottom of that chapter is when Jesus is looking out over Jerusalem mm-hmm. and he's weeping, he's lamenting. And he's saying, oh, how I wanted to gather you all as a mother hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. So here is God weeping because somebody wasn't willing to come to him. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to tell me that God predestined all those who weren't willing for hell already. God is omniscient. He knew all that. But why would he be weeping then? Right. He, He was weeping because they had free will to come come choose him yeah yes god initiates it the holy spirit initiates it that we're saved by grace through faith i get it but at the same time if i, I believe we've all been called 
Mm-hmm. It, it's God's will that none of us perish, that we all come to salvation. That's God's will, That's will. for all of us. Yeah. Why? What kind of God will we serve if anybody was born to this earth and they were predestined for hell? Right. God may, well, God does know because he is omniscient. He knows. And I mean, ultimately, how do you think he feels with that? You know? <laughs> right. Like that's got to kind of suck for God. <laughs> right? No, yeah. Knowing knowing all our mess ups. Yeah. But that's why God is so good because he died for us while we were yet sinners. Yeah. Knowing how jacked up we were, how e- even all humanity to come. Like, I just think about it in my own personal life. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that when I decided to put my faith in him, that he should have still been standing there with open arms to receive me. There's no reason. doesn't make sense. Right. But that's the grace of God. That's his grace. Absolutely. So good. And even just, I'm sure there's a lot of you listening too that have had maybe even a more experience like me where I was, I, I'd given my life to Christ at the age of 16. I'm, I'm in high school just doing stupid crap, uh, gave my life to Christ, like had to completely change who I hung out with, what I did. And that was tough. Like I, I hadn't, I had zero friends. I went back to my junior and senior year of high school, zero friends. <laughs> and I had, I was literally in a school, the whole school was 114 kids or something. My class was like 40 and I had no friends. It sucked. <laughs> but it was horrible actually, but I did it. And I still, I mean, it was only God that would, would allow me to go through that because the easiest thing would just be go back and do what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But he, his hand, his, his finger was upon me. And then I still had the free will. I, I went on a couple more years, was like completely, you know, surrounded myself with epic bros. And then I made a, a decision in my life to go do something else. And that mm-hmm. then surrounded me with not epic bros, right? With just people that were of this world. And, you know, I thought I was elevating and, and, you know, financially and and growing and I thought maybe I could be more of the light and have the impact on them. And it was completely vice versa. Mm -hmm. And God still had his hand upon me, allowed me to grow through a lot of things, allowed me to make stupid decisions and then come back to where we are now over the past few years of just like, all right, I got it. I get it. I understand. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, we we're called to contend now for this faith. Mm-hmm. And how do we actually do that? Cause I, I want to spend some time on this of like, yeah. okay, I love Jesus. I'm committed to this thing. There's a lot of crap coming against me, whether it's just, you know, what's happening in the world culturally. If you have kids, mm-hmm. you know, the school maybe that they're in, uh, the, the, you know, the workplace that you're in, the business that you're in, the financial h- hardship that you're in, the yeah. the attacks that are coming against you for your faith. Can we be bold? Can we contend for the faith still mm-hmm. in 2023 as we're recording this? And, and, and with, with still a confidence that, that, do we still have a hope? Do we still have like, is this worth it even? Yeah. Right? And I fully believe it is. Yeah. Right. Hence, we're doing this podcast, even. Right. Because it's, I mean, partly for us, like we love to just talk about Jesus together. And it's like, I love to just rap with you because I'm sure other people want to hear these conversations too. How do we do this? How yeah. do we contend? Because I think the book of Jude, while it's extremely short, mm. has a lot of great, like, yeah. how tos, practicality things here. Right. So, uh, first of all, let's say 
we need to contend without being contentious, mm, right? Okay. That, that's going to be key to this, being contentious, meaning argumentative, controversial. We have to avoid that. And, again, we talked about the people that are like that. They, yes. they try to correct somebody, but they're just really blowing stuff out of proportion and making a mountain out of a molehill and being argumentative. That's not going to win anybody over. Right. Right. Who's going to receive that? Yep. Um, this is bullhorn guy on the street corner on a soapbox. Burn and burn. Right. Like this, I, I would love to hear if anybody knows of any person that actually like repented at that point in time. Right. I would love to know if that actually worked. Right. I just saw a video of the, this, young kid um he was on an airplane and look this young black kid looked like cool like regular dude right and he was getting off a plane and he was just like can I have everybody's attention it just gave like a 20 second gospel message right yeah. as people are getting off and they're stuck you know when you're trying to get off a plane right. they can't help but hear he did even when I started to see it, it was almost like, oh, because it it's weird. Yeah. You know, it's weird when in 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 an environment like that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, he did it. He said, you know, his uh I think he said it, his wife was delivered from uh, a lustful lifestyle and uh, addicted to porn and all that. I think he was as well. Like quickly gave a brief, literally, it was like 20, 25 seconds, a quick testimony really? and gospel message. And people were like applauding him after. Like it was good. Interesting. But it was, maybe it was because he just wasn't a weirdo, you know? <laughs> like I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> that, people, that does help. Right. Like he right. was normal dude. He didn't make it weird. He didn't condemn anybody to hell. Mm -hmm. But what he did do, he shared briefly his testimony, yeah. which I think people appreciate. If you just tell people, like I say a million times, if Lucy just beat the Bible upside my head, I would have ran for the hills. Right. Yeah. Right. So she, she was very strategic as to how she brought me to Christ. But now I don't know how many people I've brought to the Lord by just quoting scripture. Right. Right. Like, yeah, we sit down, walk you through the word. But usually what gets their attention is my testimony. Mm -hmm. And even if they don't have a, a history of drug addiction or, or if that's not their thing, they could still kind of relate to me because, yeah. listen, we're, they could relate to me because they're in darkness, period. If they don't have the Lord, they're in darkness. They may not be a drug addict like I was, but we can relate. We're in darkness yeah. and we don't want to be. We're, we're, we're lonely. We're unfulfilled. We have a void in our heart that only Jesus could, could fill. And hearing my story uh, allows people to be like, oh, wow, you know, maybe uh, I could give this thing a shot. Yeah, that's good. It's good. I think I mentioned this maybe a week or two ago on an episode it's just like most of these or we were talking about it maybe like all of the new testament it's like most of these like the epistles are all letters to the church right to already believers yeah right most of it is like that's discipleship yeah it, and you know winning somebody to faith you know evangelism is obviously a, a, it's a, a necessity it tells us like that's one of the the um, giftings that that are given throughout the church but it isn't the end all be all it's the rest of the bible is like how we are to be discipled how we are to be as christians right mm -hmm. so somebody it's well it happens i guess but it's probably pretty rare that somebody just picks up the bible unless they're convicted by a testimony of somebody like this dude saying mm -hmm. or might, might maybe that was a seed 
right? Yeah. I don't know. I remember, <laughs> remember one of my buddies when we were just like these super on fire like dorks uh, in college. It, he just pulled up to a stoplight and he goes to the guy, he rolls down his window, he goes, hey, rolls down the window. He just throws a like a track at him. You remember the little Bible <laughs> yeah. tracks? I don't. Know, what, why are they called tracks? I don't know. But he just throws it in there, and then we drive away. And I was like, "What? What's that gonna do, bro? Like, yeah. what if the guy had questions? What if this like, I don't know, different ways to go about it? I guess. Yeah, I think it, at it, the end of the day, God's in control. And if you're if you're tapped into Holy Spirit, and there's a conviction, maybe there's this one person on the plane that that dude yeah. was like. I gotta just plant a seed, and he yeah. he was convicted to do it. And as long as he wasn't a weirdo doing it, it's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if God's telling you to stand on the corner and preach Jesus, then do it then by do all it. means. Yep. By all means, yep. if that's your ministry, by all means, go ahead and do it. Um, but yeah, I, I think if we're just doing it because we like just for the sake of doing it, mm-hmm. like pray about it. Yeah, see where God wants you to sow those seeds. And I think that's. That's how one of the things that, like, how do we contend for this faith? You pray about it, right? Actually, in, in Jude one twenty, mm-hmm. it clearly gives us some instructions here on how to do this thing. Yeah. Let me pull it up here. Okay, it's Jude, okay, chapter 1, because one chapter in Jude. Verse yeah. 20 says, but you, beloved, building you your... you say beloved or beloved? Beloved. 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 I like saying beloved. <laughs> okay. Hey, Aaron. <laughs> beloved. I want to know what, what people say now. Let us know in that. Beloved. Jace, what do you say? Beloved. You kind of, you said beloved? He said beloved. He said it. <laughs> <laughs> beloved. 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 Beloved sounds like. We're spending way too much time on this. Okay, but you. <laughs> we spent 10 minutes on Ralphie May. <laughs> But you beloved it, <laughs> building yourselves up. Ask Google. No, just say beloved. Okay. Just beloved. convert. Beloved. But you, <laughs> beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith in praying in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right? It's like, how do we contend? Build yourself up. How do you do that? I think that's like reading the the, right, the the word of God that was given to us once and for all. Right, right. Which verse three said yeah. that. Like, if you're not spending time in the Bible, I know that you guys have heard us talk about this before. Yeah. Being in the Word of God, why are you even listening to this podcast? Yeah, <laughs> like truthfully. And, and, and spoiler alert: this is what I think the key to all this is. Yeah, is being in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. But not not to cut you off. But yeah, so to, it's fine, beloved. Beloved, build yourselves up in your holy faith. Right, so. Yep being in the Word of God, praying in the Holy Spirit. That does not mean praying in tongues every time you pray. Right. That, that's some people believe praying in the in the Spirit means to pray in tongues. It, it's not because Ephesians says to always pray in the Spirit. Yep. So it, it's not, you're not commanded to always pray in tongues. And then keep yourselves in the love of God, it says here, which is like, okay, keep myself yeah. in the love of God. And I think about it, so how would my son, Ezzy, keep himself in my love as his father? One, he would stay close. He would be open and receptive to what I have to say. He would be affectionate towards me. He would be vulnerable. He would be willing to be corrected. Mm-hmm. Right? Go and ahead. He, he, and 
I think I think this is the biggest one. Obedient. Right. When your child is obedient to you, yep. you're just like, oh, it's yeah. good. When Ellie's like obedient, when she says thank you to people and please, and it's just like, because I, we have been raising her to do so, and you yep. see that, it's just like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Right? Obedience, yeah. I think, is just the key to it. And I mean, it's uh, John fifteen ten. if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, mm. right? Just yep. as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. Yep. Right? And that's, isn't that what it said? Remain, keep yep. yourself in God's love. How do you remain in his love? Keep my commands. Yeah. Dude, we just solved it. <laughs> <laughs> Done. This is the last podcast ever. Just keep this one on repeat. Simple, guys. Yeah. This Christianity stuff, simple. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not really. But we we started by saying, read the word. Yep. Right? And not just because Jude says it here, right, mm-hmm. to build ourselves up in the faith, but in Matthew 4, when Jesus is tempted by the enemy, what is his response every time? He says, it is written. Yep. If you don't know what is written, if you don't, why does he say it is written? Because what is written is truth. Mm -hmm. So when you're confronted with lies, how are you going to combat that? With the truth. This is the truth. If you don't know the truth, how can you combat lies? How can you combat the enemy? How can you combat the current culture that we live in? How can you contend for the faith if you don't know the truth? Yeah, so good, man. I just think like this morning, even as we were kind of driving here, We've been extremely busy the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. You guys know I'm like out doing seminars and we're on the road a lot. And it's it can be hard to like stay in the word, right? Thank God we have these phones that have the Bible app mm-hmm. and I can get just like something. But I was just thinking on the drive up here, I was just like, man, I just, I feel like, I feel like I need the word as I'm like, even thinking about this podcast, it's like, I need truth in my life and mm. I, de- I did certainly did not always feel like that in my life right in times but once you abide in him it's so the the thirst the hunger for him while we never thirst again it's because we just want more and more of it mm-hmm. right it's like and not just like spending time even reading this even like john fifteen ten, like i want that and ash is just mm-hmm. does an incredible job like we've got she's got these little note cards and like tomorrow night I'll probably get home and I guarantee she's going to be like, quiz me, quiz me. And I'm just like, <laughs> like, what are you trying to do? Just memorize verses one by one. She's like, yeah, like I need to know this. Yeah. Okay. Like that's amazing. Yeah. Think about it really being saturated in the word. And I, I love the example of, and I learned this from the book, um, The Lord is My Shepherd by Robert J. Morgan. And he talks about ruminant animals, whether it be a sheep or a cow, and how they what's w- ruminant mean? Ruminant, it's a type of animal. They have like seven different stomachs. Is this true? Jace, look it up. Ruminant, ruminant. I know sheep are ruminants. I know uh, a cow cows are four stomachs. Is it four? I think it's four. Oh, it's more than one. Um, he needs help spelling ruminant. Goat, moose, elk. Wait, and it means that you have more than one stomach? Well, it's not really important. How It's more than one. So they said ruminant, and I kind of want to make sure. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's because I made you say beloved. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fact checker. A 22-year-old should definitely be able to look something up. Okay. A right. specialized a, a so okay, just look make up sure, how many sure stomachs. Look up how many stomachs a, a ruminant animal has. Ruminant animal has multiple stomachs. Okay, more than one. Right. And it's two. I wasn't like. Is that the I wasn't dying on the cross of seven. <laughs> okay. Okay, one, one stomach, stomach, four compartments. That's the cow. All right. All okay. Right. Okay. Ruminant means you have one stomach, four compartments because you digest weirdly. Got it. <laughs> right. So as you RJ fill, Morgan, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so graze in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. So think of a sheep or a cow grazing on this grass, and it goes into the four compartments. Mm -hmm. Then one compartment at a time, it will regurgitate that food, chew the cud, and then when it swallows again, it'll like be in the stomach. It'll be yeah. finally in there. So think about this, reading the word of God and what Ash does. I mean, she's grazing all day long, quite mm -hmm. frankly. Like, it's great. She's always in the Word. But you graze. You read in the morning. This is why I like to read in the morning. And then try to find a scripture to meditate on through throughout the day. Yeah. Because that would be, you know, throughout the day, you bring it back up, and you chew on the cud. You meditate on it. You try to memorize it. You yeah. just ponder it. You think about it. You talk to the Lord about it. And then by the end of the day, you take that final, you swallow, and that thing should be in there. Right, you, yep. you should have a, a a good understanding of what not only what that verse means, but God could speak to you so many ways through so many different verses. We may be studying and meditating on the same verse today, but God speaks to us totally differently. Right, not that He's going to give us different different revelation, and like one of us will have it taken out of context, but it may there may be a specific thing that God speaks to me in that, and it's something specifically different yeah. for you. Yep. But in the end, it's because we we chewed the cud. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Chew that cud. Yeah. So we're good thing we made this two-parter. I know, right? I know. You had time to talk about Ralphie May. We had time to ask Jason like, to Google things. Probably my favorite podcast we've ever done. <laughs> um, so but, building yourself up in the faith. Right. Okay, from, from uh, verse 20. And, yeah, and praying. praying in the spirit. Yep. And Ephesians 6.12, right? This, I believe, is key because how do we contend for the faith? Because it's a spiritual issue, right? It's it's a heart issue of man. We we could, even in government, you know, you, you could make certain laws, but yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a heart issue. Right, right. Right? So... Ephesians 6.12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers uh, rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness at, in the heavenly places. So it's a spiritual battle, but we pray, mm -hmm. right? We contend for the faith. Do we contend? Yes, outwardly when um, things are like in our face in the, the, the natural, absolutely yep. we contend. But I think... The key is knowing the truth, getting in the word, and then praying and, you know, in the, that spiritual realm, taking territory. Yeah. We're never going to take territory in the natural if we're not taking territory in the spirit first. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's, that is good. hundred percent. That's great, man. And 
going on to verse 21, that's where it mentioned keep yourself in God's love, right? Mm -hmm. Keep yourself in God's love, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And I think another just keep yourselves in the Lord, and then that word waiting really, like, stands out at me in this. And it's like waiting isn't passive, right? And I think a lot of us, like, immediately think that. It's like, well, I'm just waiting on God, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're just passively waiting, but it's, it's no, there's, there's like three other action steps in, you know, verse 20 and 21. It's like, build yourself up, pray in the Holy spirit, Mm -hmm. keep, it's like build, pray, keep, wait. Yeah. It's good. Did we do like four point little PowerPoint series on this? It's great. And Jude literally in a 25 verse book, Mm. he gives us a command and then he tells us how to fulfill it. Yeah. Wait expectantly for the mercy of our Lord Jesus for eternal life. Yeah. Mm, that's good. And waiting, it's like at the, and it's like that that confident expectancy like we're and then and then the next book is Revelation. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't got long. Yeah. Right? My translation says looking rather than waiting. Than waiting. Mm. Yeah, so looking, kind of seeking. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I'm going to dive more into that tonight. Yeah. This is good. I, I mean, I hope you guys are digging this stuff as uh, you listen to this, because this is just what we want to do more and more of. Coming on here, obviously we're we're entrepreneurs. We're doing this thing from a kingdom entrepreneur perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything that, that we do, though, needs to be, has to be, rooted in the word of God. And that's just what we're going to always do because it's what we're always going to do, right? That's what the scriptures tell us to do. And um, that's the conviction that that we have here, leading the King's Council. And again, just so many epic things that we have in store for us here. We got some great, incredible new alignments that we're going to be talking Mm -hmm. about here real, real soon with you guys. Um, Some cool guests that we're going to be having on with us. Um, Some events, both virtually and on in person that we're going to be hosting here in the next couple months. So stay tuned, yeah. right? I mean, it's going to be, we're, we're hashing out some details here, but we got a lot of great things happening. And just from the ministry standpoint, the nonprofit side of things, as you guys know, every dollar that comes into this thing is not going in, in my pocket, right? Mm-hmm. It's not going in Latimer's pocket. All Every single dollar, every penny. Mine either. Mine either. Yeah, or Christian's pocket. Every single penny coming into this thing is being deployed for kingdom advancement. Mm-hmm. And that's the heart behind this. And, you know, initially it's taking a lot of our initial finances to get this thing up and going. Um, but that's the, the gifting that God's given us as entrepreneurs is to fund things, like to be the provision for the ultimate visions. And that being said, we got we just had a meeting this morning that I can tell you is going to change this world. Mm. Like I, I, I know it in my being of the alignments that we're making here to go uh, do some things that are going to absolutely impact uh people's lives eternally um and if you guys want to be a part of that like dude what's the verse that you mentioned the other day like it's credited towards you yeah uh paul says in philippians chapter four he says not that i look forward to the gift i look forward to the fruit that will be credited to your account which which is it, Give a little context here. Sure. So in the Philippian, we'll three times the Philippian church gave resources to, to Paul for his journeys, mm-hmm. his missionary journeys. And and Paul is saying, and this comes right before the, 
but I, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens yep. me. But he's saying that if souls come to Christ through the work I'm doing and I'm only able to do the work because you help finance it, well, in heaven, in heaven's scorecard, score you get the credit for it. You get the tally. Dude. Which is freaking dope because I've never even thought of it like that. Right. I just want to like do epic things. Right. Knowing like it's going to affect and change somebody else's eternal uh, just destination. Yeah. But then it's like, you mean, you know, we were just talking like even uh, Tim Kapolov, uh, who's just an awesome dude, uh, started kingdombusinesses.com. Um, I, I had a small part and just like mm. when he was 15 years old, just inviting him and inviting him. We were talking to him yesterday about this. He's like, I just did never stopped inviting him to this guy's group. Yeah. Um, Which is wild when I heard this because this guy's been a missionary for yeah. years and he's one of the holiest dudes that I know. <laughs> and he knows uh, like he's just it. Yeah. Like he, he knows the word. He, you could tell he knows the Lord intimately. I thought this dude has been a missionary since he's about three and come to find out that you had a, big part of leading in yeah. Christ. No, when I met him, man, he was responding to an ad to join my Herbalife company. <laughs> Dude was drinking beers at the age of 15 and partying, and that just kept going. Your Herbalife company, you weren't selling weed at the time, right? Yeah, correct. Not okay. Herbalife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, people, most people know I had my stint in the MLM world, but um, but yeah, he it was, it was just being think the biggest thing was not being a weirdo mm -hmm. just to kind of even put a bow on that but he the first time he probably thought we were a little weird because I, I kept asking him to come to this men's group men we were barely boys uh but this dude this uh, we would get together like wednesday nights and just do fun stuff and then we would just praise and worship and we worshiped our faces off and he had never experienced this at all we we're there's dudes praying in tongues there was like it was he was like, what the frick was that? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, what'd you think, man? And he's like, yeah, a little weird, but I liked it. Yeah. It's like, sweet, come on back. And now this guy's sparking revivals all over the globe. Yeah. Amazing. And to, so, to, again, has nothing to do with me at all. I just wanted to share the gospel at that point in time because right. I love Jesus. And, but it's like, holy cats, like all those things are going to be accredited. Mm -hmm. Like as to, even a sliver to, to me just being that person in his life at that particular time yeah. and that's just like i want to be like that for more people not even for my gain yeah. right but it's kind of nice to think about like i'm racking up the scoreboard right right like let's go if i'm going to be there for eternal yeah. eternally like i want to live pretty good life up there yeah <laughs> let's kind of like you ever see like um totally different subject but is what it made me think of like bill belichick's coaching tree like all the coaches that started under Bill Belichick, oh, then yeah. they went out to do their That's own thing and all the coaches that came after them and all the championships that have been won. Really it's it's like that, like right. Bill Belichick, you know, he, if same rules apply, then Bill Belichick would have credit for like every Super Bowl won because <laughs> right. of all the people that started on his staff. Yeah. 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 That's interesting to think about Bill. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. So we talk about Ralphie May and Bill Belichick in the mm -hmm. same episode. Who else you got? Oh, Jude. Jude. Hey, Jude. Is that right, it's time to wrap this up, <laughs> my beloved. <laughs> All right, guys. That we, is a song. It's the Beatles. I know. Jace. Oh, we should ask Jace. There's no chance he knew. Do you know who the Beatles are? Oh, yeah. His pops was a music dude. Oh. Dougie. 
was a music fiend. Oh, so he listened it. to good tunes. Yeah. Good. Yep. So maybe he didn't know who Bad Bunny was. Did you? He does. He did. Because he's young and, <laughs> young and in the know. Oh. All right. Yeah. This has been another fun episode of the King's Council podcast. Uh, if you guys, again, just want to be a part of this, want to want to be intentional with how you're living and just doing life and just doing it with fun, awesome people, join kingscouncil.com, and uh, we'll get you guys all sorts of details. But other than that, we will see you Wednesday Bible study. Yep. Every morning. Link every will morning, be in the show morning. notes. Link's in the show notes. And then um, every other week, we actually hop on some group coaching calls. If you want some, you want to go from like, a uh, little bit of confusion to true clarity, you get on a call with Josh Latimer. Let yeah. me tell you, the guy's a, a beast. So yep. uh, love you guys, and we will see you on next week's episode. Peace.